Hello and welcome to Food Allergy Freedom with Chelsea Winterholler, a podcast to help moms who have children with food allergies find emotional freedom. This is episode 27, Forced Happiness and the Word And. Hello, hello. Just the other day, I was listening to one of my good friend's podcast, and it was titled, Trying to be Happy is Making You Sad. If you want to check it out, her podcast is Not Just a Doctor's Wife by Sarah Payne, and this particular episode was episode 164. This is one of my favorite things that I have ever learned, and I've heard it before, but I've never heard it said in that way trying to be happy is actually making you sad. I love this and I truly believe it. And I have to keep learning that every single day because I am a human and we are told by all the people in the outside world that we are supposed to be happy all of the time. And when I hear that, it makes me feel like I'm falling short because I am not happy all of the time. Sometimes I am sad. I do not believe that we are supposed to be happy all of the time. I believe we are supposed to feel sad, that we are supposed to experience sorrow and feel grief and cry so hard that we literally can't cry anymore. Now, just because I believe it doesn't mean that I think it is fun, but I do believe that this is how it is supposed to be. I believe that we wouldn't know happiness if we had never felt sadness, that we wouldn't know what it is like to be pain-free if we hadn't experienced pain. All right. That is enough of that. I think we can, most of us, agree that we are supposed to feel sad and we're supposed to experience happiness as well. But what I want to talk about is that when we try to force happiness, it doesn't work. And on top of that, it actually makes your sadness last longer. Let's say that something happens. Maybe your very favorite pet dies and you have the thought pop into your mind, I am so sad right now. Can you even possibly try to change that immediately to something else? Like, I am so happy right now. It doesn't work. It really doesn't. But I have good news for you. I believe that you can be sad and be happy. You can be sad that you moved away from your family and happy that you are having new experiences. You can be sad that your family member died and be happy that they are no longer in pain. I was actually just talking to a friend the other day who was headed out on vacation with her husband and it was a six day trip, just the two of them. And I asked her what they had planned and she told me a couple of things, 
But then she began to immediately tell me about all of the things she was going to be missing out on at home. She said they'd be missing three basketball games, two game nights with their friends, they'd be missing a birthday party, and not to mention time with her kids, who really are her best friends right now. And she said... I'm just sad I'll be missing so much while I am gone. She paused for a second and I just replied with one word. And she waited for a minute. Then she said to me, and I'm excited to spend time with my husband exploring. Yes. That word is magic right there. That tiny little three letter word and. What if you could allow yourself to be sad that you are missing out on things at home and allow yourself to be excited to be exploring with your husband on your vacation at the exact same time? Is that even possible? It totally is. I love the word and. There is so much power in allowing yourself to feel an emotion. I am going to be angry at my best friend and continue to love them. I am going to cry because my family won't be at the upcoming birthday party for my kids. And I'm going to plan it anyway. I am going to absolutely hate that my son has a food allergy and do everything I can to keep him safe. Allowing yourself that three-letter word is allowing yourself to acknowledge a very real emotion. Acknowledging our emotions doesn't make them worse. It actually makes them better. When you push an emotion down, it just keeps coming back up. I know this is a way overused analogy, but imagine trying to push a beach ball under the water. It only works for so long. Eventually, it surfaces. So when we tell ourselves... You're not allowed to be sad or don't be sad about this. You are pushing the emotion down. It's simply bobbing under the surface and it's popping up a million different times throughout your day. This comes up in a lot of situations. It comes up in medical scenarios like in your child's. You can be sad that your child has this trial. Do you know that? It's okay. It is okay to be sad about the fact that your child has a life-threatening food allergy that impacts their everyday life. Recognizing that feeling sad comes because of the thought My child has a life-threatening food allergy that impacts their everyday life. Acknowledge it. Don't ignore it. 
I want you to even go as far as asking yourself, what does feeling sad look like to me? If I truly fully allow myself to be sad about this, what does that look like? Does it look like crying, screaming, sleeping, doing yoga, going for walks, watching TV? Often for me, it looks like taking a nap. Naps and journaling, doing a thought download of every single good and bad and ugly thought that comes into my brain. It looks like a lot of talking to God, a lot of tears. It looks like feeling a little foggy in my head and my chest feels heavy. My stomach usually feels empty. Now, I want to acknowledge that there are a lot of short-term sadnesses, like missing out on fun at home when you're heading on a vacation, or maybe things like a job change, or a fight with a spouse, or a struggle at school with your kids. There are also lifelong struggles. Sadnesses that might come up more often, over and over again. Things like infertility, or a medical diagnosis, or losses of family members. If the struggle you are thinking about is a lifelong struggle for you, something that you see as being part of your everyday life forever and ever, this is so important to recognize the and To recognize that you are not being forced to be happy, but that there is the word and in your life. You get to find some ways to feel sad and, there's that word again, keep moving forward day in and day out. So I shared what looking sad looks like to me and it might look totally different for you. But really take some time to figure out what it does look like for you. Another tool that I have found helpful in these lifelong struggles is to give myself a timeline. I am going to plan ahead of time that every single morning I am going to choose to be sad about this for 30 minutes. And I truly start a timer on my phone. And for that 30 minutes, I write and I cry and I pray and I journal and I nap. I do the things that I do when I feel sad. You guys, I can't express to you how important it is to acknowledge that you are going through something in your life that you need to feel I have had experiences with infertility. I have had experiences and am having experiences with lifelong pain, with lifelong sadness for things that people around me are experiencing. This happens in our day and there are times that it completely consumes us. But when I know that this has the potential to consume me for a long period of time, 
I use this tool. I give myself an opportunity every day or every other day or every Monday, whatever that looks like to you to be truly sad about it, to write and cry and journal and nap and be sad about the thing that is going on in my life. And then when that timer goes off, I go on with my day. And when the sadness comes, I remind myself, oh, remember, we do sad from 9 to 9.30 a.m. every day. And right now, brain, it's 11.15. We did sad already today. And I promise you, I will give you a chance to do it again tomorrow. I am learning how to be sad and continue on with my day. That feels so beautiful to me. Giving myself the opportunity to feel the sadness and not push it down like pushing the beach ball under the water. And continuing on with the things that I need or want to do in my day. Maybe you choose to do this the first hour of every day, every Monday, whatever it is. But you truly, completely let yourself be sad in the time that you have chosen. And then you remind yourself that you will get to truly, completely feel sadness again tomorrow. And you keep moving forward. And there is beauty in the and. If and when you do this, you will find a power inside of you that you didn't know existed and is a powerful word if you let it be powerful in your life in the little things like being sad that you're missing out on things at home and loving the vacation with your husband and also in the big things like being sad about losing a family member and moving forward. You can be happy and be sad. You can trust someone and protect yourself. You can love someone and be angry. You do not have to force yourself to be happy all of the time. You are strong enough to allow for any emotion in your life at any time and to continue moving forward in a way that you want to. If you are learning from and enjoying this podcast, Go to my website and book a mini consultation session at winterhollercoaching.com. You can also give me a shout out on your favorite podcast app or simply recommend this to a friend. Find me on Instagram at winterhollercoaching. Thanks for joining me today. I will see you next week. Mm -hmm.